You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor here at Kingsway. Derek Hughes, our videographer and audio technician, is on the board today, as always, because he doesn't let me touch it, and he shouldn't. Brett Cadwell, our executive pastor, I almost said executive director, executive pastor, is with us as well, and Kyle Krober, our outreach pastor, as we're following up Sunday's sermon if you see a need meet it that is the focus that is the phrase i have given brett and kyle and we're gonna open up the scriptures and tell stories about how that has applied uh, in our lives or how we've seen that applied perhaps on the mission field or just in day-to-day life so guys welcome thank you you're welcome yeah. kyle thanks for having us it's good <laughs> to have you it's always good to be here yeah if you see a need meet it what what does that make you think feel what comes to mind? They look at each other. I'm eyeballing Brett. Brett, you yeah. go. Yeah. No, <laughs> man, I, it's, it was a great, great, great message yesterday, I thought, that Matt brought. And uh, I love unpacking the story of Zacchaeus mm. and uh, just so relates to, I think, um, our world today, which is crazy, you know, and, you know, a story that happened 2,000 years ago can still apply today. But I think, you know, probably the biggest thing that I sat as I listened to the message and reflected, you know, over the last 24 hours on what Matt said is just this idea oftentimes, and this may, I may have this perspective because I'm a leader in the church. And so, but when you, oftentimes it feels like as Christians, sometimes we, we live with the mindset of when we see a need, tell our church about it Mm. and expect them to meet the need. Mm. And it's, it's not all wrong. Um, the church, it, you know, the church is designed to meet needs. I mean, we, uh, we, we try and pride ourselves on, on trying to, you know, be in the community. So we know what the actual real needs are. And we're not just going out and throwing a dart at a, at a wall and hoping that it sticks. Like let's, let's figure out what the needs of our community are. Yes. All those things are great, but um, but man, it's so much more powerful. I mean, uh, every story I could tell is so much more powerful when that person sees a need in real time and meets it, whether it's in the grocery store, on their cul-de-sac, at their workplace, whatever it is, when, when they have the relationship or when they are in that moment, it's so much more powerful to step into that moment and just be Jesus to, you know, to the, whoever, whoever it is in that moment, than going back and, you know, not everything needs a ministry behind it. Not everything <laughs> needs this incredible amount of organization. Sometimes it does, you know, and some, but sometimes it's seeing a need and meeting it is the birth of a ministry down the road or the birth of something God is doing in you. And you never know where that may lead. When you say that, Brett, I think of Elizabeth Calla, Andy Calla is on our staff and she just had such a heart to, to feed people, to start meal trains. And Kyle, I mean, you had firsthand experience with her leading that ministry, but she she's put a team together and here we go. We have a meal ministry at Kingsway. Yeah, I so that was just kind of a cold call or email a few years ago. Um, I didn't know Andy at the time. Right. I just had met Elizabeth. She came in with her young daughter. 
we met in the lobby and uh, she said she enjoyed cooking and was good at it and knew some <laughs> friends that, that did the same. And I said, well, meal train for my house or what are you talking here? Cause I was <laughs> we got to sample the goods, right? <laughs> yeah. So, cause we're in need with some good food in my house too, but no, I, I think overall though. So yes, the meal ministry has kind of has taken off here, which has been really cool. And yeah. so um, we, we know that folks can tap into that uh, ministry and um, it's, it's been able to, to be a good source of, reaching the community and meeting needs within the church as well. Um, I think at the base level, though, when you talk about meeting needs, it really reveals the heart of the person that is wanting to meet the need. There has to be a level of compassion. There has to be a level of kindness and generosity at the base of it to see somebody in a situation where there is a need to be met and to think, hey, I can either initiate something to meet that need or give of myself or whatever resources I have in order to meet a need. And I, I, I second what Brett was saying a little bit. I even wrote a note about, you know, it's really neat. We, in, in my position, I'm kind of, it's my responsibility in a sense to, you know, what can we do to meet the needs of the community right. as outreach? And so whether it's globally or locally, and that's great. But it's like a proud father when you do get those emails and stories in of individuals like, hey, like we did this as a life group or we did this, you know, the other day. I'm like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I had a couple down. But um, years ago, I went to Peru. I've been to Peru twice with one of our with our partner, New Hope, down there. Um, but there was just a neat just an example of this of, you know, a couple team members. And I won't name them because part of it is being anonymous yeah. and what they're even doing. So I won't even mention their names. But um, we were down there and they heard of a, a girl that was in middle school going into high school, um, one of the uh, young girls they were uh, that was in New Hope at the time and that she had a heart just for um didn't she really wanted to be in a dental school and be a dentist but she was like there's just no way she could afford school well a couple guys had gotten to know her on our trip and just felt led to start a fund and contribute and I think to this day that's still happening wow that if she wanted to go to dental school it would be paid for huh and 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 the road would be open for her to do that they, they saw her heart, they, they saw a need, there really wasn't a pathway financially for her to be able to do that. Mm. And they wanted her to be able to pursue her dreams and know that there were Christians around the world, literally, that loved her enough to, they don't know her, I mean, they met her, but uh, to give of their resources that they had and, and help meet a need that, mm. that she had and follow desires. So that, that stuff, that's just one story of many, but that's yeah. just so cool when God moves in the, his people to, to meet needs, so really cool. I actually can, uh, I go back to a trip to Haiti I took in 2014 and almost the exact same thing happened. Mm. It was business school, I think with this individual, but he was our translator. And so we got to know him at a deep level. And through the week we figured out like, Oh, he's got some dreams, but there was a financial burden to that. And so before you know it, there was members of our team that saw that need and met it. And over time, and you know, I think we, we kept in, we kept in contact Um, but as you were saying that story and then I was thinking of that story, it hit me like why, and maybe, maybe it is happening here, but why is that happening on a, on a global mission field? But sometimes I'm not sure we have the same mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, and, and we do, but maybe it looks different. Maybe we, maybe that need is just not the same that we don't run across somebody that has a need for education. It's instead you know, uh, a more tangible need than that. Or we think we've got to buy groceries or an immediate need, but sometimes, I mean, both of those stories could absolutely be a life changing. We get to heaven someday and it's, Mm. you know, we have a dentist that treats thousands of people in a country that I'm sure is probably not flooded with dentists in the same way. Like we have, uh, a, 
gospel-centered business leader in the middle of Haiti making an incredible difference there. And we get to see that fruit. Like, what if that was, you know, what if we took that mindset all, all everywhere we were? Mm. And yeah. One of the powerful things for me, when someone comes to me and says, Hey, uh, around Christmas time, we see this, Hey, we want right. to buy presents for a family. We want to do this. And do you have someone in mind? And I appreciate they coming to us because we do get requests, like you said, Kyle. Mm -hmm. But in those moments where I don't know someone, I'll, I'll immediately say, hey, pray about it. Because God is so faithful that when we ask him how we can partner with him, he brings someone right along our path. And so maybe you're sitting at home and, and you're thinking, OK, I want to do this, but I don't have a connection to help somebody right now. What do I do? The first thing I would say is pray. And then the second thing, as I was preparing for this podcast, I thought about the parable of the good Samaritan. And, and of course we know that story where the religious, the first guy's religious. He doesn't have time. He doesn't stop. The second guy's kind of religious. He doesn't have time. He doesn't stop. The third guy's not religious. He's a Samaritan, the other, uh, the other race more or less. And he does stop and he helps. But the beginning of that story, it all starts with a teacher of the law, an expert. Uh, we read in Luke 10, verse 25, uh, an expert in the law was trying to test Jesus. And he, his question was not, who should I help? It is, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. We know that verse. And then secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. Conversation could have been over at that point. This guy could have felt, okay, I'm doing the right thing. But look at the next statement. It says he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And it really goes along with what Matt talked about on Sunday, where faith and works go hand in hand. It's not, we don't work to get our salvation, but because we're saved, the work flows out of it. We see it very clearly in this story that the man wanted to justify that he was saved based on his works. And he could have just walked away, but Jesus in the masterful way that he did somehow kept that conversation going and revealed the true heart of it. And so as you're sitting at home, as you're driving in your car, maybe that first question is, why do I even want to help somebody? Is it because I'm trying to justify my salvation or is, is it because I'm saved and man, Jesus did it. How can I not try and help somebody else? Kyle, I know in interactions, you, you see that heart of people and, and, and we got to work through that. Yeah. I just had, you touched it here in James two. It's, it's that faith in deeds, faith in works. And at the end there, it says in the same way, faith by itself, it is, if it does not have works or action is dead. Hmm. And so really that's, that's the foundation. The faith is the foundation for the action. Um, and at the end of the good, of the Samaritan story, um, I love that. I think in, in, uh, 37 verse 37, it says, now go and do the same. Yeah. And, and in that situation, that wasn't a planned deal. We can just, we could literally, he came across a need in that moment and he could choose in that moment to either, you know, walk around and not do anything. You're kind of feel like, ah, should I, I don't have the time. It's too much money. Yeah, I'll pass on it, you know, mm -hmm. and you walk by like we're given those good Samaritan moments. Yeah. And so when he says, go and do the same, what will we do when we see a need and we do feel led to do something? We have the ability to do it. Or maybe we don't. And that's when God shows up. <laughs> you feel like, God, I don't have it. How am I supposed to do this? Mm -hmm. You're, are you calling the right person to meet this need? I don't know about that. Um, but if we, if we are faithful to follow what God is leading, he, he gets the glory 
in that by meeting a need. And so, man, yeah. I, and like you said, if you pray for those opportunities, Lord, mm -hmm. if there are needs around that yeah. I'm just blind to, like take my blinders off and, and bring them my way and may I be faithful. Mm -hmm. And so I think just having that heart that, that our actions follow our faith, which is, is really cool in James. I want to interject something too that uh, this is going a little bit different direction, but I think it's too, you know, I think you can pull this out of the story of the Good Samaritan is that the Good Samaritan had done something to prepare for that moment. Hmm. He was not, he couldn't have been living paycheck to paycheck. I don't, then, you know, they don't pay checks back then. I don't, <laughs> Direct deposit. But, right, right. They, he had the means to take care of him. And he had done the work ahead of time. And so, yes, like the Holy Spirit will move in the moment, but what are, what are we doing to live a life that allows us to step into that moment where we're not trying to, um, fill our, fill our world or life with material things, or we're, we have that mindset of, of, you know, how God has given us whatever, whatever we have received and to be a good steward. And because we're a good steward, then in those moments we can step into it because we prepared, you know, and some practical things are, you know, I know Shelby and I have had seasons in our life where we've been better at this than, than not, but like we've created funds where, you know, we've saved the money ahead of time that we would give mm -hmm. so that when we step into that, there's freedom. Like she don't have to, we don't have to talk about it. Like I trust her. She trusts me. Like the money's there, like give it. And so, um, and so whether that is on a global mission trip or that's in Kroger down the road, like it's, it's, um, you know, that, that preparation piece, like, and, mm -hmm. and really like having that conversation as a family and, uh, yeah. So some ideas thinking about maybe some folks have listened and they've stepped into that moment. They've seen a need, they've met a need and they haven't seen the fruit of it. They're in the midst of the struggle still. I, I have one family in particular I'm thinking about that they're just in a really hard season and they thought they were called to do this uh, thing they did and, and, and it's really hard right now. I'd still wanna encourage you in that you're doing what God's asked. And, and so many times we don't know how it's gonna end. We don't know if there's gonna be fruition, You know, if there's gonna be fruit from that moment. But as we look back on the prophets in the Old Testament, how many times did they just do what God asked? And they, they didn't see the fruit of it. They, they saw an unrepentant Israel not return. They saw death. They saw destruction all around them. And yet they remained faithful. And so if you have stepped into that moment, if you have seen a need, you're meeting it, just know that you're doing what God asks. And I, I don't think there's ever, it may feel wasted, uh, but there's no wasted time when we are obedient to God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, as we were talking, I, I had, I, I just remembered this, this story. It happened on our vacation last year and, uh, I get to brag on my daughter a little bit. Um, so we, we have values as in the Cadwell family. And one of those is to be generous. And I don't, and honestly, a lot of it is like, we put them on paper and we're unpacking it every day. Like we haven't, it's not all like figured out, but the day that we were talking about this generous idea, um, really, and really we spent a lot of the time talking about exactly what we're talking about today. You know, when you see a need, meet it. So we pull off the highway for lunch and, uh, we pull, as we're pulling into the restaurant, we see a uh, woman and a young child with a sign, you know, like many of us have seen. And, you know, basically it was hungry, you know, needed, I think it literally said they needed rent money. I didn't think a thing of it honestly. And I just, we drove into lunch and, um, we drove out 
of after we ate and my, I, I, I look back and I saw my daughter just like staring, you know, kind of like, you know, her eyes just like locked and didn't, she didn't take them off of, of the woman and the child. And so we get down the road and I hear from the back seat, like, dad, Hey, can we go back? And I was like, you know, what, what do you mean? So we had given our kids money throughout the trip. And so like, if they were bad, they yelled, they had to give it back. (laughs) And, uh, but then if they, if they were, if they were good, they got to keep it and spend on something. And and my daughter said, dad, can I give my money to that lady? Wow. And, um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Daughter, you're teaching dad something today. And so I pulled a, I pulled a UE, we go back. And as we're going back, I hear, I have four kids and I hear my youngest son say, dad, can I give a dollar to, and my older son, um, it was like, yeah, dad, I want to give some of my money too. And so like, it was just this incredibly powerful moment brought on by my daughter seeing and eating, meeting it. Mm-hmm. And then it was attractive to those around yeah. her. And that is so indicative of what I think the same thing you see in, uh, you know, a life group that does it or a church that does it, or even just doing it in Kroger in the witness that you are to the person behind you. Like, what is it about that person that would make you, you know, you don't do any of that. It goes back to the James passage. You don't do any of that to receive, um, you know, your, your inheritance in heaven. <laughs> You do all of it because of the forgiveness of sin that you've received and the salvation that's come and and just our love for the Lord. Great conversation. We're going to be praying for you this week, uh, our friends that are listening to this podcast, for God to reveal to you ways you can see needs and you can meet them. Thanks for joining us.